Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast right now, wherever you see a subscribe button somewhere in front of you. Hit that and get notified. New content comes up throughout the rest of the season. And a little off-season again, Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. So the Yankees dust themselves off a little bit, had that little one game, kind of feel like an exhibition game in Houston against part of a, uh, I guess, incomplete or uh, disjointed uh, makeup series from April, dropping the game 2-1 to one to the Houston Astros against Severino pitched well, gave the Yankees six quality innings, but... Again, the Yankee offense was only able to muscle up the one run. So dust themselves off, go to Cleveland. Uh, but, you know, I guess the rain gods had better ideas. So the actually the original Friday night game was supposed to be open. That got rained out, which then made the um, the Saturday game a part of a doubleheader. Um, so Yankees would have to play two that game. Again, this was all part of a 11-game road trip for the New York Yankees. Now, interestingly enough, from the new rules from you know a couple of seasons ago, the Yankees were able to call up a 27th player. And, of course, that was Mr. Miguel Andujar, who the Yankees sent down a couple of weeks ago. He was a little miffed about that, requested a trade. Still in the Yankee organization, but now you're hearing grumblings just the way, you know, Gallo just keeps, you know, being terrible at the plate that, hey, you know what, even though Gallo's getting like $10 million, but maybe you should play Miggy because uh, he he's actually hits better and just like that. So it's kind of bringing that whole argument. But for the game itself, uh, the Yankees had Cole on the mound. And most importantly, you know, um, you know, going into the series, you kind of felt good about it. Again, the Yankees swept Cleveland last time they came to the stadium. Had that little ugly incident with the beer throwing. You know, the, the, the bleacher creatures throwing some beers at some of the Cleveland outfielders for being a little antagonistic. But nevertheless, the most important thing that the Yankees did uh, sweep that series. And again, you kind of felt good going to this. Uh, you know, Cleveland only like like uh, five games above, uh, above 500 going into this. So you figure the Yankees would have the clear advantage, especially with Cole on the mound. But he did get dinged up a little bit, put the Yankees in an early 2 nothing hole, giving up back-to-back home runs to Josh Naylor and Framil Reyes. And we see this like a lot from Cole this season, kind of weird, like just giving up a you know couple of number of dingers in the same inning. So in Minnesota, you know, he had that one uh, inning, he gave it like three home runs in one inning. We've seen this where he just has this breakdown for a sequence, a couple of batters in a row, where again he'll give up multiple home runs in a row, and then from there he'll settle in. So this has kind of been a bit of a weird season for Cole. Overall, say a good season, but didn't give up the long ball, you know, quite often. And, and again, it seems like it comes in bunches, but. Yankees got him right back in the third inning, starting, you know, the party started with DJ LeMayu, getting the Yankees on the board with a home run. And then thanks to, as mentioned before, Miguel Andohar uh, getting now you know, in the Yankee lineup for the doublehead as well as Hicks. A couple of hits uh, with some men on, uh, gave the Yankees a 4-2 lead. And then from there, you pretty much could turn it off. Um, but the Yankee bats just kept heated up, uh, including a pair of home runs from Matt Carpenter. Uh, and he's the same one. He seems to do things in bunches. And he does home runs and bunches as well. Hitting two home runs in this game, uh, one in the sixth, put the Yankees ahead 6-2. to two. Hit another one in the ninth. Trevino even got in the home run action. But really good game for Matt Carpenter overall, going for three for five um, with four RBIs. And, of course, Cole, um, you know, not his best start, but okay. Uh, six innings, uh, just the two earned runs, those two back-to-back home runs in the second. Six strikeouts. But like I said, probably, you know, other than the, the Yankee win was important. But, of course, the, another headline for this game was going to be the return of Roldis Chapman. Which would have probably would have been Friday night, but of course the rain delay. They moved it back. Now at the time, the Yankees were leading this game in the seventh inning, ten to two. So you figure, all right, you know, you got a big lead. This would be a good time to bring in Chapman. Now this is where I would question Boone a little bit. I think the consensus is that yes, Clay Holmes is still going to be the closer for now, but you aren't going to use Clay Holmes in this game uh, just with the big lead. So I would have wait, actually waited for Chapman to come in the ninth. Again, these pitches are all creatures of habit, especially Chapman. He's been a closer for a long time. And I don't get. I don't want to make excuses for him, but I just didn't like the idea of bringing him in in the seventh. But I'd rather have him just come out for the ninth because he's just used to that. He's used to finishing the game. 
Uh, it's just a different beast. Again, baseball players very routine like and you know very superstitious. I didn't think that was a big move. And Chapman was terrible. He ended up walking all three batters he faced. He had to get yanked uh, for Rob Marinaccio. Um, now he got out of the jam, but he got a couple of ground outs, caused some runners to score. So brought the game to ten to four at that point. But again, as mentioned before, that the Yankees kept tacking on runs, especially with the Trevino homer later on. Made the final score thirteen to four. So game one uh, early on goes to the Yankees. Uh, so again, solid game. Uh, you know, especially for Matt Carpenter. Uh, but again, Chapman come back. I guess his I guess his debut there so far was his return. Uh, from that Achilles injury uh, was flat. But, again, first game back on the mound a little bit, a little wild there at the walks. I wouldn't panic at this point. But, again, if I was Boone, I, I would rather see Chapman in the ninth, not to the seventh. But later that night, you know, the Yankees, uh, I guess, you know, took a couple hours off, you know, hung out in the clubhouse a little bit, took a nap, and then had game two with um, Nestor Cortez, who, you know, lately, you know, um, hasn't been as effective. Again, maybe he's hearing some whispers that he was like uh, limiting his innings. Maybe he's, he's cashing up to him. Maybe he's fatigued a little bit. Again, not going long as games. He seemed a little, you know, getting smacked around a little bit. So it was good to see Cortez on the mound uh, with a good game. Now, he did fall behind early on uh, thanks to a sole home run in the bottom of the first by Ahmad Rosario, the former Met. You know, put the Yankees in a one-nothing hole. But the Yankees eventually would wake up uh, in the fourth inning thanks to back-to-back home runs. Uh, by Anthony Rizzo and Gio Carl Stanton, turned the score uh, to two to one, and then from there the Yankees wouldn't look back, uh, tacked on some more runs in the seventh inning, thanks to uh, RBI by uh, Josh Donaldson, as well as Ikaev really put it away at five to one at that point, and even uh, Higgy got into the action with sacrifice fly, uh, making pushing the score to six to one, and but overall I guess you know the really important part of the game was Nestor Cortez having a good quality bounce back start, same as Cole going six innings with six strikeouts, only the one earned run on the home run by Rosario in the first, and had three strikeouts of Jose Ramirez in this game, the third one actually, you know, uh, Cortez pumping his fist as he's going off the mound. And for the Yankees, it got a little dicey there in the ninth inning. Uh, they tried to get the Peralta to close it out. Um, a little wild, had a walk, gave up a hit, was able to get a couple of outs, but uh, ended up hitting a batter to load the bases there. Now, again, at this point, the score is 6-1. You don't really feel it's in danger there, but I guess Boone didn't want to mess around. Goes to Clay Holmes uh, to you know to get the final out again. I'm pretty sure he preferred not have to use Clay Holmes, but nevertheless, you know, comes in to pitch game one. That you had the rain out on Friday night, so again, Holmes more than fresh and was able to finish it out, get a ground out uh, to end the game. The Yankees take the second game of the doubleheader. So the sixth one was the final score of game two, and overall, if you want to add up the, the offense of both games, the Yankees outscored uh, the Cleveland Guardians. So it was a tune of 19 to 5, and at that point, take the series. And, and of course, at that point, now game three, just looking for the cherry on top. Can you get another sweep of this team? Again, the Yankees swept them last time at the Yankee Stadium, and it'd be good to sweep them in their own progressive field. Uh, but that wouldn't be the case. Uh, Cleveland answering back, thanks to the pitching of Tristan McKenzie, uh, given the Guardians seven innings of just one hit ball, was was basically a Josh Donaldson broken bat hit in the fourth inning. Uh, but you know, this is another weird game for the Yankees. You know, if remember, uh, Houston combined no hit them last weekend, and this was a similar situation where, um, you know, the Yankee offense pretty much was shut down completely. So you just have this offense that one second is able to put up 13 runs, and but then on the other side, we've seen situations where this team is just totally shut down. So definitely a yin and yang of it. But fortunately, more often than not, they're scoring more than not get, getting shut down. But uh, now get, I guess perhaps, you know, uh, you know, Boone winning the first two games and the fact that Monday was off before the start of the Pittsburgh series, decided to give Judge a game off, which, you know, makes sense. Judge been playing center a lot. 
And Joe Girardi used to do this a lot with even having an off game the next off day the next day. You figure, if you, all right, if you give Judge the Sunday off with Monday is already a planned off day, now you give him Judge essentially two games off in a row just to get him off his feet a little bit. So it made sense there. Uh, but Judge would get into Sunday action. So um, far on the mound for the Yankees was Jordan Montgomery. Um, he wasn't terrible, only giving up two runs, one of them a home run by from Mill Reyes in the fourth. And then uh, Reyes again. Um, adding on an RBI single in the eighth to you know, push the score two to nothing. But again, the story was really Tristan McKenzie uh, with his seven-inning pitcher of brilliant baseball. Now, the Yankees did have an opportunity. Again, they rarely go quietly uh, in the ninth inning with uh, Emmanuel Classe on the mound. Now, last time at Yankee Stadium, they got to Classe. That was the game where Ikef and Gleyber Torres were able to get some big hits off him in the ninth inning. Now, the Yankees threatened a little bit. Uh, Rizzo was able to walk to get on. Uh, Stanton hit a slow ground ball, but the first baseman dropped the relay throw to first base, so the Yankees had two runners on. Now, Class A got the next two runners out, so with an opportunity to maybe put a, you know, a big crooked number on the board, maybe turn the game around, actually Boone summoned Judge off the bench uh, to pinch hit. Uh, Judge would end up walking, so walking the bases loaded, and that brought up uh, Aaron Hicks. And lately, you know, even though Hicks may be overall not having a great season, but we've seen him a couple, you know, Great moments in the ninth inning. Of course, you're thinking about that Houston game where he hits a 3-1 home run to tie it. And, of course, the big um, hit he had uh, in the eighth inning down in Tampa. So, you know, maybe a little more ninth inning for the Magic for Aaron Hicks, but unfortunately not be the case. Uh, ended up grounding at the second base. And where, you know, if he could just hit a single there, maybe they could tie the game, maybe go ahead. But, of course, he grounds out, and the Yankees have left scoreless, losing the game 2 to nothing. Now, according to Hicks, he wasn't expecting to get, you know, because Class A could throw 100 miles per hour, so maybe 101. So he was kind of gearing up for the fastball and did not expect getting three sliders in a row. So I ended up rolling over one of the sliders there and again, weakly grounding at the second uh, second base. And the Yankees had just had to go away with the series win, but not get the sweep. But again, it's just good to see, you know, even if they lose, let's get a little fight there in the ninth inning. So um, so the Yankees, um, you know, at this point now, 58-22. Uh, through 80 games, this is their third best start through the 80 games since 1930. So again, the Yankees having this historic season record-wise, um, and now we'll continue on to this road trip and getting the Monday off. And then the two games at uh, Pittsburgh, a uh, little interleague action for the Yankees. And uh, speaking of Pittsburgh, that's interesting enough. Uh, Manny Banuelos, unfortunately, who the Yankees um, had to put on a wide just to make room on the roster. Now, it was when, last week when they had to bring up uh, J.P. Sears, needed a roster spot, so ended up putting Banuelos on the waiver wire. And Banuelos, you know, of course, the feel-good story for the Yankees can – was with the Yankee system many years ago. Uh, was hurt a lot, couldn't make it. So I ended up bouncing around baseball a little bit. Got the offseason invite for the Yankees, the spring training. Finally made the team a couple of weeks ago. And you know, overall, in, in certain scenarios, you know, not really high-pressure situation, but uh, giving the Yankees some quality innings. So I guess Pittsburgh took notice of that, and they decided to claim him off the waivers. So uh, the Yankees trading him to Pittsburgh for cash considerations. And again, maybe the Yankees will end up facing Bonnie in a big spot. Uh, whether it's the uh, Tuesday or Wednesday game against only a two-gamer uh, in Pittsburgh. And also all the Yankee news, Marinaccio, who, again, had to uh, you know, rescue uh, Chapman in the first game. Uh, he needed to be placed on the 15-day IL uh, with some shoulder inflammation. So uh, to take his spot, you know, recalling uh, J.P. Sears again. So maybe we'll see Sears maybe make a spot start somewhere along the way here. Uh, just, to, again, give some other uh, you know, players such as Nestor or give Tyone or give Luis Severino a little extra day here and there, which you're going to need, again, because they just don't have the endurance yet for a full season. So uh, someone like Sears will be valuable, as long as you'll see a little Claude Schmidt there uh, once in a while. 
Uh, so yeah, that's the series. So the Yankees move on. Um, I guess you know probably the big stories is going to be um, probably you know dealing with Gallo, who just you know continues to be um, struggling at the plate, hitting under 170, and again with Miguel Andujar up here and contributing a little bit, especially in that first game uh, with the bat. People are going to start you know chirping a little bit, and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should sit Gallo or send him down because he's just continuing to struggle. Now, one thing I would say about that, you know, I, I follow. Um, Ron Bloomberg on Facebook, and again, I had him, I guess, on the show a couple of seasons ago, and he kind of made an interesting point that, yeah, you want, want every play to be perfect, but you also got to think of team chemistry, and this may be something, again, with outside the clubhouse, we don't realize, but look, Gallo and this is the team, the way the cohesion is that, all right, maybe he's not contributing, he's not doing well, I'm sure it's frustrating him, but as a team, maybe just chemistry-wise, you don't want to mess with that, and maybe by trading him or getting rid of him, something like that, maybe affects the team chemistry. And hey, look, this Yankee, like I said, they're 58 and 22. Why want to mess with something like that? So it's something to be interesting. I'm sure Cashman had, and Boone had, the, you know, their finger on the pulse a little bit more than that than the average fan. But again, you might just think, you know, get rid of the player. But again, you don't know the relationships in the clubhouse. You don't know how they like Gallo. They don't like Gallo or, or how that may affect Judge some way. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. We don't know. So it's something to consider by just getting rid of a player. It might have bigger ramifications than you might realize. But nevertheless, the Yankees will continue uh, on this road trip. So, Section 420, Talking Yankees. Thanks for catching the episode. Again, make sure you subscribe and get notified when new content comes up throughout the rest of the season. Section 420, Talking Yankees, over and out.